Did you ever wake up and realize how did I overcome so much in my life? Well, yes, I have and I am so grateful for it. Every day that goes by, I have learned that life is about growth. The more you grow, the more success you will have. In this podcast, I interview women that have battled against the unthinkable and have found the power within to succeed through it. Join me in my journey as I share these amazing stories of women rising above it all. Hello and welcome back to The Power Within with Courageous Women. Today I have Abby. She is a certified online business coach, speaker, and strategist, formerly a corporate lawyer in the UK. Abby runs a buzzing and thriving online community called The Ascension Entrepreneurs, where she spends her days giving life tips and advice on organic community building with a focus of building genuine, authentic relationships. And that is for sure her biggest thing. (laughs) Abby is also a mom of two girls, a wife, a wine lover, and a foodie. She loves to ride her horse, Goldilocks, on her spare time. Welcome, Abby. How are you doing today? Well, hello, hello, hello. I'm super excited to be here. Yay! (laughs) Wait to do this interview. Do you know what? When I first heard that you were doing a podcast, Melissa, it was a while ago now. Maybe it was last year, was it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I'd love to be on Melissa's podcast. So here we are. Finally, Woo-hoo! finally the day came. <laughs> yeah, and finally. And, and you're joining us from the UK, so you're ahead of ahead of the ahead of me, you know. So the I'm whole ahead of you, but it's not quite wine o'clock, is it, Melissa? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, what time is it here? It's 2 p.m. So I might get away with an afternoon glass of wine after this. There you go. <laughs> I love that. I might join you, actually. Yeah, why not? <laughs> it'll, actually, no, it'll be a little early. I'll still be homeschooling, so I don't know if that'll be a good thing. <laughs> Doing the homeschooling, too. It's really hard, isn't it? Trying to juggle the homeschooling with the businessing and everything else. I really need a housekeeper right now. But we can't you and me it. both. You and me both. I, I posted on my social media the other day, here is your fairy godmother. What is your wish? I got a lot of those. A housekeeper. Yeah, that would be mine. That would be mine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a few inches off. My <laughs> this, this lockdown, I'm telling you, oh, my clothes are shrinking, Melissa. They're shrinking. <laughs> <laughs> not easy, not easy. No. Well, Abby, I'd love to find out how you went from corporate lawyer to mm-hmm. a business coach. Yeah, it's a bit, a bit of an interesting journey. So yeah. all my story. So yeah, I was a corporate lawyer. Basically, I never thought oh, I want to be a lawyer and had any passion in the law. But I, I was in a really like nasty relationship. We had a nasty breakup and we had child custody issues. And it's very expensive to get a legal representative here in the UK. I'm sure it's the same over that way. Um, And so instead of, I didn't have the money for one, basically, instead of paying for a lawyer, I decided to become one. Wow. (laughs) 
but you know there's no better way than me fighting for my child than me actually learning the law and how it works and everything like that so that's what got me into law to become a lawyer and then we, we had the years of court battles and what have you uh, but by the end of it I realized I wasn't seeing my kids I was coming home really late you know had files under my under my arms and I was just putting my kids to bed you know that's all sometimes I had a meal with them meal bed but it's mostly just bedtime and there was one day where my daughter called our childminder mom mom mummy we say mummy here what's a, what's a childminder childminder is child care provider oh like a nanny like a nanny uh, so she called her mom and that hit me in the heart and I thought it's because she doesn't see me she's only seen me for like half an hour or one hour so I was like right that's it so that that next day I went to work and on my lunch hour I got a box from a supermarket a big cardboard box I packed up my desk and that was it I had no plans no vision no dreams no idea of what I was going to do going to do uh, I just left my job and I was like I want to be a mom I want to be around for my kids I don't care what it takes and actually just the first job I did was as a cleaner so I went from lawyer to cleaner <laughs> within three days just to pay the bills and to pay for food and everything like that um so yeah I suppose that was the time when I don't know about anybody else listening to this but you're not aware of this whole online corp online space you're not aware of how many jobs exist online you're not even aware that people have online jobs and can work online when you're in a corporate nine-to-five you're not aware of this new world so yeah as I became a cleaner I was listening to different things looking at different things online searching that old job search that is how to make money online in Google I think it's the most searched for Google phrase right um, so yeah that that made me come across a job called a VA, a virtual assistant. For anybody who doesn't know what a VA is, it's like a secretary or a personal assistant uh, that works online. So I was doing the cleaning work and then I was becoming a virtual assistant, helping people do their social media posting. I was helping coaches like me now, helping coaches. And whilst I was helping coaches, I could see how much money they were earning, and what they were doing to earn this money. And I'm thinking, wow, that is a really great job. They're helping people to tra transform their lives. And at the same time, they've got this amazing freedom lifestyle and this amazing income so yeah not that it was easy with all the social media posting and the visibility and stuff but I thought as a VA I thought that's what I want to do I want to become a coach so that's what I then did and then I transitioned into coaching VAs to become a VA if that makes any sense <laughs> yes yes it does it does uh, yeah. before, you, before you tell us about that though um, I want to I want to address the fact that what made you decide to leave the corporate job was that moment in time when you heard your daughter call her child nanny um mom yeah exactly and exactly. i'm sure that many other women listening to this podcast can relate to that yeah. only because so many times like you know in um our, our upbringing they say go find your go to school get your education 
get a good job, get a great paying job, you know, work the 80 hours if it is. And why do we do it? To to maintain our family, right? But then, you know, Melissa, because my mom didn't work. And so the generation above me, the women weren't even working. They were at home. Mm. Yet I was brought up to, yeah, you've got to go to university, go to college, get a good job. And I'm thinking, well, you didn't. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I totally agree with you. It's a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure on women in particular. If we're having children, building a family, women predominantly you know still well certainly in my world we're doing the housework and the cooking mostly you know I do know some people that, that share it or the man does those things a little right. bit more but but yeah in the in the past five ten years it's been women who are doing everything we're doing right. everything mm-hmm. yeah and crumbling and cracking <laughs> at the same time well let me tell you I I'm 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 pr- I'm happy to hear that you made that choice because us women we have that intuition you know that we need to do what's best for our child and you you went from corporate lawyer to a cleaner because yeah. you said the, the the hours and the first you know of being a corporate lawyer was not going to be allowing me to spend time with my child Right. Exactly. Exactly. And at the time, honestly, Melissa, everybody thought that I had had some sort of breakdown. I'm they sure. Thought I had gone crazy. I'm sure of it. That I was doing the wrong thing. It was bad. I was throwing away my education, my career, everything that everybody said to me at the time was was don't do it. Negative. You're doing the wrong thing. I don't think there was a single person that said, "Yeah, go for it, Abby." Nobody. <laughs> and I'm glad that you didn't listen to them. I didn't. I listened to my own gut, my own intuition, and I wanted to be around for my children. I wanted to see them grow up. I wanted to hear the, those first words and the new words and everything. You know, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't seeing that. I wasn't hearing those things. Right. Yeah. Right. You have uh, this guilt, don't you? So you feel guilty that you're not seeing your kids. You feel guilty that you're not helping them with their education or the reading enough. You feel guilty that you're not get, providing the emotional support enough. But then when you try and do those things, you feel guilty for your job, that you're not 100% in your job and you're not giving your boss as much as they want and you're not meeting your targets as much as you would do if you spent that extra two hours in work like everybody else did. So it's constantly failure all around me. I was failing at parenting, failing at doing my job and just failing at everything. It's horrible, horrible place to be in. And yeah, like, like you say, I'm sure people can relate to that. Certainly, certainly. So at that point, um, you had your breakthrough of, okay, I'm going to f- now from cleaner, you decided to, to go into the coaching realm and coach VAs, right? You said? Yeah. Can you tell us a little a little bit about that experience. Yeah, so um, I was a VA already, so I knew exactly how to become one, how to market myself, how to set up a business page on Facebook. Did it all on Facebook. Um, So I thought other women should be doing this, you know, sack off their own jobs like I did and they can they can replace that income right the problem was that women were not doing it because they didn't know how to and they didn't know how to get online and they didn't know how to set everything up so I then developed a uh, I can't remember what it was called actually which is a bit embarrassing some sort of you know start up your VA business in a box kind of thing where they paid me for an eight-week package it was a three no three-month package actually it was okay where 
I would show them how to be a VA, teach them, you know, to look at what their own skill set is right now. Mm-hmm. They can obviously build that skill set, but look at what your skill set is right now. I then added a, 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 a branding package into it, logo design, everything. I was building their business with them and for them for three months and running it as a program inside a Facebook group. So this is where I got into Facebook groups because I thought how amazing this is, how anybody can teach anybody anything in a Facebook group. So I came across this training course called Grow Your Fab Facebook Group, bought the training course on Growing Your Fab Facebook Groups, and then I became a Facebook Groups coach, and this is what I've been doing ever since, because I love it so much. We can teach mindset, we can teach anything, we can teach yoga, we can teach cooking, we can teach businesses and entrepreneurs and VAs and anything and everything. Right. group we don't need a membership site we don't need a website we don't need money to to invest in our businesses we can just set it up using a facebook group so yeah i'm now a facebook groups coach predominantly i coach you know online business and how to sell and all sorts of other things incorporated into that but the basics of it is it's all centered around a free facebook group right right now um You've been in, you've been on the online coaching realm for a couple of years now, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Two years. Maybe a bit longer, maybe two to three years with the VA coaching as well. It's probably three years in total. Now, can you tell us, because I know that, uh, online space is a whole different ball game, right? And, and there, luckily for you, you had started in the VA. So you got your feet wet and you kind of went in, in a little bit of different directions and was able to learn different things. Now, um, something that, that I notice a lot is the, the overwhelm, you know, mm-hmm. of people wanting to learn it all, right? Because <laughs> they forget that it's not about having to learn it all because you could also get the help from others, right? Yeah. And you yes. just, and you just focus on what you're great at, right? So people are, like you say, trying to learn everything, how to do everything. And when you come into this online space, you you totally see, you know, 200 different ways of running an online business. And you think that you need to learn all 200. <laughs> right. And that becomes totally overwhelming and it can cause real severe anxiety as well, Melissa. You know, you've got to manage that and be aware that that is happening because it is not nice. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. So can, is there something that you can tell us um, in your experience so far that can help other other women that are starting out in their business um, that they didn't that they don't need to do it all? Yeah, yeah. So this actually happened to me. When would it be? It would be. It was last September. Okay, so I got what you call business burnout. And I don't know if anyone listening understands what business burnout is, but it's it's basically you get physically ill from trying to do too much and trying to be too much and trying too hard and being in that state of overwhelm, trying to do all of the things. So yeah, what what happened to me was 
when you come into the online space, you, you might join a coaching group or an academy or maybe a paid women's in business group, whatever it is. Most of them say you've got to get visible. Visibility is key. You've got to get visible for your marketing. You've got to do your marketing 80% of the time. Um, you've got to post in all your social media places. And also, I was following so many different people, Melissa, uh, you know, I was following about 20 different coaches and they were wow. all doing things differently. And they were all, you know, one coach is saying, you've got to keep me on Pinterest. Another coach is saying, you've got to do YouTube. Another <laughs> one's saying, oh, Instagram's where it's at. And another one's going, you know, do your stories twice a day. <laughs> so I literally was trying to do everything. Um, and nobody said, no. Nobody really was saying at that time, you don't need to do everything. They were all saying, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this. So my lesson from that to where I am now, right now, I follow three coaches. That's it. Three people that I aspire, that they're kind of my role models. They're kind of me, but kind of three steps ahead or two or three years ahead of me. Right. And I try my best, I try really hard not to get sidetracked by other people going, webinars is where it's at. Come and do these webinars, Abby. You have to be really disciplined not to keep, I think they call it shiny object syndrome, don't they, where you keep getting your head turned every day. It comes in your Facebook news feed as you're scrolling. You've got to be really disciplined and make that decision. Right, okay, this thing here is not going to help me. It's not going to serve me right now because I am on a path. I'm on a set path and I'm sticking to this path. So now looking back, my advice is to just stick to your main coaches that you want to learn from and don't look at anybody else. Write it on your wall. Do whatever you need to do not to get sidetracked by other things because that's actually where we start to waste time as well, which slows our businesses right down. That was one thing. But the main thing with this burnout that I had, you know, I was in bed. I was bedridden. I said to my husband, I think I've got cancer. I think mm. I've got some sort of bone cancer. I honestly thought I was dying. Wow. <laughs> Looking back now, it's quite funny that I just burned myself out in this online space. All these coaches saying, you've got to do this, got to do that, got to do this, got to post here, got to post there, go live every day. That was another one, go live every day. So I was going live every day. I was posting everywhere. I was present everywhere. So much so that I wasn't really working inside my business and doing the actual things for my clients. And I had, I had no energy left. After I'd done all that visibility stuff, I had like an hour left at the end of the day. <laughs> and you were no good to anybody then. No good to anybody. So doing that every day over a period of time, I think it was probably about nine months of me doing that. I burnt out. I was in bed. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't see any clients. I thought I was dying. I thought I had muscular sclerosis or, you know, I was going to doctors. I couldn't even get to the doctors to be honest with you. I couldn't get out of bed. And it was burnout and I had something called adrenal fatigue and all these things that are associated with burnout as well. I was working through the night, you know, I couldn't sleep, all of those things, really, really, really ill. So what I did was I was in bed for about three or four weeks. Then my husband took me on holiday. He said, you need a break, you need a holiday. We went on holiday to Spain 
And that was where I was, I was like relaxing, lay on the beach, really thinking about, you know, what, what had gone wrong <laughs> in my online business. Everybody looking at my business was like, wow, Abby, you're so great. You're always everywhere. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, I'm always everywhere. But again, I was hardly seeing my kids because I was working so hard and I was hardly working in my business. So my, own, my income wasn't great either during that time. Yet I was everywhere. So obviously the visibility is not conducive to income. It doesn't create income. Right. A lot of people think visibility <laughs> equals income. Well, Abby is here to say that is absolutely not true. That's not true at all. So yeah, I got back from a holiday in Spain. I've got a massive, great big flip chart here actually. And I flipped my business on its head. And I decided I am not going to be visible. I'm not going to do what I've been doing. And I decided to just do one video a week to my audience and spend the rest of my time working with my clients, working inside my business. So now I post once a day. I go live once a week in my free group, but I spend the whole week driving traffic to that live video. So that's my strategy now. Rather than going live every day and giving people a load of content, you know, they've not got time for that either. Right. Now I focus on a high value, one piece of content for my audience that they're going to love, they're going to gain a lot from, they can go and take action on that content. And yeah, I spend the whole week telling people, don't, don't miss our Friday live. Don't miss it's on Friday. Don't forget to come on Friday. And actually that massively helps the Facebook algorithm because you're driving so many people to it. Then Facebook thinks, wow, everybody's loving this video of Abby's. And then it, it opens it up to a load of other people inside my Facebook group. So that is much better strategy than just going live every day and showing up. Oh, much definitely. Better. I'm having much, much better results more sales, more income, more everything from actually cutting back on my social media presence, from cutting back on my visibility, from trimming. So as I was, tr I'm trimming the crap off. Right. The things that don't serve you, just like you yeah. said, I love the fact that, you know, your husband took you out of your current situation. So you can evaluate, you, you got the opportunity to evaluate and realize, okay, what is it that I'm doing wrong that right now that isn't working out for me? Yes, exactly. It was really, really super important, actually. Sometimes when you're too close to everything, when you're sat in your office, when you're in your business, you can't, I think there's a, there's a phrase, you can't see the wood for the trees. It's a phrase that we have in the UK anyway. Uh -huh. but you can't see the wood for the trees meaning that you just can't see what what is right in front of your face you sometimes have to get to have a change of scenery it even helps on a daily basis if i go out take a walk clear my head yeah. those things massively help so i suppose i cleared my head in a major way way by going to spain for three weeks <laughs> yeah so it made me really have a look at what i was doing was it the business I, that i had anticipated that I wanted to build? Is it my dream business that I was building here? Or was it was it kind of overtaking my life? Was it controlling me? We, we want to be in control of our life and our business, but I think my business had got to a place where it was controlling me and my life, which is not good. So yeah, we're okay now. We're good to go. <laughs> awesome. I'm glad that you got that new perspective and was yeah. an unfortunate, it came in an, un in an unfortunate way, you know? Yeah. 
Um, but sometimes um, I am a high uh, believer in my creator and mm -hmm. he tells you and sends you, sends you. Sometimes we don't listen, you know, yeah. sometimes he even whispers, he whispers it and we just yeah. like, ah, <laughs> you know, yeah. but then something like that happens to you and you're like, okay, you know, so yeah, it was a big sign when I could not get out of bed. It was a big sign that something was not right. <laughs> right, right. It's actually more shocking to me that I didn't have a, a life-threatening health condition. It was more shocking. Oh, I'm sure. It was just burnout. Right. You know, to completely, I could not do housework. I couldn't look after my kids. I couldn't cook, nothing. I was just stuck in my bed. Yeah. The burnout is real. It is real. And in order to avoid it, what would what what steps would you say for women to take? I think the main thing is to not let your business take over your life. It's a bit like social media and when we go on Facebook and then you go down a rabbit hole and yes. then you end up looking at India from the sky. Yes. Rolling past you know, you don't you do, don't you? No, yeah. I think it's discipline. There's actually a really good book that I read uh, called Atomic Habits. I think. Oh, yes, I've heard of it. I have. Yeah, been. that was a really good book um, that I read whilst I was in Spain. And it is about discipline. It is about looking at the habits that we're building. Because I was building bad habits in my business. I was building bad habits of getting this shiny object syndrome. The bad habits of listening to all these different coaches telling me I had to be visible and I had to get visible all the time. So we've got to listen to our own intuition, what is right for us, what feels good for us in our businesses. And we just need a little bit of discipline, I'm sorry to say. And that's, it's really hard. Mm -hmm. like even now, you know, an advert will come up on Facebook, you know, how to sell using your Instagram stories. And it's like really beautiful. We've got some great branding. And even now I'm like, oh, that looks good. And I really have to be disciplined and stop myself and say, no, stories are not part of my strategy at the moment. They might be in the future. I've got to stay on in my lane and be really, really tough with myself about that because I want to do all these things. I want to learn about webinars. I want to learn about automation. Right. Stay in your lane and put the blinders up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How do you do that? Uh, my best advice is to just write notes, post-it notes everywhere, reminding it, yeah, be disciplined. This is your lane. This is what we're doing for the next six months, for the next 12 months. This is what I am doing. I think also we as women are, a lot of people like me, we tend to buy a course, buy another course, buy another course, and we, we, we become content consumers. Mm -hmm. But in order to get success, we need to buy one course and take every bit of action on it and just stick at it, stick to it, because nothing is easy. I think we buy a course, we just like doing it. And, we, and then we buy another one because we like doing the courses. But it's that it's that hard work that actually needs to be done. That action that will bring us the results. It's really tough. It's, it just takes willpower and discipline. That's it, Melissa. Atomic habits, faith, faith in our Creator. All of those things. Excellent. Thank you so much for sharing that, Abby. Um, now, tell us a little bit about you and your um, academy and the and the amazing uh, challenge that you have coming in store uh, that I'm signed up for and I'm counting down the days. <laughs> Yay! 
Do you have a Facebook group, Melissa? Because I'm not I I need to get my, my, my book in your Facebook group. But yes, that's, that's wonderful. So yes, we've got an amazing Grow Your Groups Sweatathon challenge happening. It starts on the 4th of June, which is a Thursday. Um, so we are literally sweating, growing our Facebook groups with exactly the right people. So that's the thing. We tend to grow our Facebook groups with anyone who's willing to come in the door. We're like, come in. We want as many people as possible. So yeah, the sweatathon is all about me teaching people that we really need to be growing our groups with exactly our right, perfect people. So that starts on the 4th of June. I'm going to have that Grow Your Group sweatathon four times a year is my plan to do it all throughout the year because we just need that boost. Even if people have done it in the past, they might just yeah. want that boost. Yeah. so that's my plan with that moving forward and yeah I've got my free Facebook group and I also run the Dream Tribes Coaching Academy uh, where I used to have a paid Facebook group and I used to give lots of training in that paid group it was $47 a month for my paid group but people were not getting that transformational result they weren't seeing the results and I was like I sat there thinking what's wrong with me it's me it's my fault but actually, it's because I wasn't giving them a path to follow. They need an A to B to C to D to E path and a structure. And I was just giving them all these things and hoping that they were going to implement everything and see the results. And the fact that they weren't just told me, I need to put this into, into a better structure. That's our academy. It's a, it's, a, it's a pathway and a structure right from growing, setting up a Facebook group all the way through to how to engage people in it, how to make, how to make it into a community, how to build human connection, um, how to then sell. That's a big thing where we sell to our audience every single week. I get people out of the comfort zones with selling. Basically, I want people to get a complete return on investment once they start in our academy. And we're seeing the results. We've already had some ladies have five-figure launches on their first launch. So it, it's incredible. Amazing, amazing. And, and, you know, what I got from that right there is that sometimes when you're in your entrepreneurial journey, um, you go one way, right? But then you realize that it's not working. And it's, yeah. it's okay to pivot to figure out what's going to work and how, yeah. and, 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 and how it can help your audience. So yeah. I like that you said that because so many realize that some, either they have the two points of views, either they want to make it work, you know, they, they're, <laughs> it's like, yeah. this, this has to be the way, <laughs> or it's that, okay, you know, let's Let's figure it out and see what is it that needs to be tweaked. Exactly. I think this is the problem with a lot of people who create courses, actually, Melissa. So you create a course, you don't really know if that course is going to work for people. So effectively, my first paid group, it was kind of my course, but I, I had to evaluate, is it working for people? Well, actually, nobody in this group is, is has seen a transformational result. They're all getting mini wins and quick wins from the from the training I was delivering, and they liked it, and it was a great community. But I wanted people to have a transformational result. 
So yeah, we've got to look at what we're doing. We're never doing things wrong, though. We're never doing it wrong. We're always tweaking, improving, twisting and turning and pivoting. But yeah, the, the main thing is there is no straight path to the top when you're an entrepreneur. I don't think I know a single entrepreneur who just went up a straight path to the top. Nobody. Definitely not. Definitely not. Well, it has been a great pleasure having you on today, Abby. Thank you. If, you. if you can, if you can share with our ladies where you can be reached. Yeah. Okay. So we have got the Dream Tribes Community is our business page, and our free Facebook group is called Ascension of the Entrepreneur. So yeah, it's all about rising up and ascending up that great big summit. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. I love it. I love it. Well, thanks again, and I look forward to being in that challenge. Sweat yeah. a <laughs> Oh, I'm going to be whipping you, Melissa. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, awesome. Well, you're you great too. Awesome. Thanks again. Thank you.